welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Uh, welcome to this week's show. Uh, welcome Dan and Wayne as we're back in the studio. We're not doing a Zoom, so hopefully you get a longer show tonight. Yep, yeah, going well. It. Yeah, it's good to be back after another win. I'm getting used to it again. Yep, mm. uh, and uh, we won't try and uh, give them the kiss of death, but I might be in bounce sound, so we'll have a look and we'll see what happens. Uh, this show, we'll, we'll start off before we get into the actual game. Let's talk about a few players and all the rage at the moment. There's got to be Shannon Bungahoon. Becomes the first Eagle to play 300 games in round 20, which is this weekend. Let's go over his highlights. Pick number 13 in the national draft. Uh, when he come to the Eagles, they thought he was about 26, the way he looked. Uh, Rising Star nominee, 2007. Captain from 2015 to 19. Premiership captain in 2018. And it was good to see that when they asked him what sort of captain he wanted to be, he said a premiership captain would be good. Tick that box. Yeah. Uh, the AFL Players Association's best captain, All-Australian 2018 and 2019. He was vice-captain in one of those years. Should have been the captain in both. And three times Glendinning Allen medalist, 2017, 18 and 19. Mate, what are some of your favourite memories of the Bunga, mate? Oh, mine are... There's two things. One, he's um, attacking and he's kicking it from back line 50 or 60 metres. That's always great for me, memory. And yeah, he always kick, used to kick from half back into half forward when we were on top. And his loyalty to the club, that's my greatest memory of him. To stay loyal to our club for 300 games, it's, you know, I take hats off to guys like him and Pavlich and that who, who do that. Also, pretty much what Wayne said, but also his hardness at the ball. Mm. I, I love that uh, moment where he, uh, the nice bump on Buddy Franklin and. He put Buddy down, that was yes, for sure. Buddy's yep. not a small, weak player, is he? So, always hard at the ball, Bunger. Yeah, look, I think I've said on this show plenty of times, he's one of my favourite players. Mm. But um, the thing that sticks in my mind was 2018 Grand Final, where down a few goals, Tom Coles probably just had Jaden Stevenson kick a goal on him and that. And he just went over to him and he said, hugged him, I don't know what he said. He said, calm down. Get a grip. Let's see this. And for a person to play that in the biggest game of all, settled them down, you know, we turned it around. Mm. And that shows you why he's the captain of the football club. And then when you hear all the interviews this weekend, I mean, this week, um, he's so humble, it's not about him. He said, I'll take it. And he goes, I know what it means. But, you know, at the end of the day, the club comes first. He comes second. And next year, he basically basically said he wants to play again. And they have to play him the way he's playing. They have to oh, give him another yeah. contract. Yeah, well, he's still playing such an elite uh, level. We joke about him being the fine wine, just getting better with age. I think guys like him and JK, they're all on guaranteed one year if you want it. And I'd say he's, and Bunger would be no no exception there either. My phone's going off in the background, but just uh, ignore that. It's better, um, it's better than my zips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, um, yeah, when you talk about JK, I could probably see JK hanging up the beats before Bunger. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Jager hung up his boots this year. Uh, he's keen oh, on going another year. I know he's keen, he's still but leading, wouldn't leading our me. goal kicking, isn't he? So yeah. it's one of those things. I think it, the end will come quick. I think they've got the runs on the ball where it should be their decision. Agree. Um, and I think as long as their body's holding up, they'll keep going. Hmm. Sadly, uh, once you do get plus side of thirty, sometimes the bodies don't hold up. So hmm. I think the end won't be their skills because. JK still kicking goals and Bung is still so rock solid down in defence. I think it sadly will be 
when their body just can't compete anymore at AFL level, that's when they may mm. look at retiring. But until that day comes, I think just keep signing them. As you said, one-year deals. Yeah. Well, you'd play, you can play, you can uh, get JK playing home games easy. Yes. And he doesn't fly. So you know, that might become the new norm with the older players. I know it's been done every now and then with some players, like midfielders and stuff, but with bigger tour forward options, that could be the reason. Uh, look, we just, you just said, um, uh, what did, uh, goal kicking. Jack Darling moved in the third time, um, all-time um, goal kicking for the West Coast. 442 moving past Mark Lacroix. And the only people in front of him are Kennedy with 669 and Simic with 514. And he, uh, he'll pass Peter Simic. Yeah, he'll be number one. He'll be number he'll, one? He will be number one, I reckon. Yeah. I don't know if he'll get to the um, 600 mark. You don't think so? Uh, I just look at now. Struggle. Let's say he averages, say, 50 goals. Let's say he plays for another four or five years. Hmm. then he will overtake well, Josh possibly. Kennedy. And it's not so much which forward I rate better. I would still rate Josh Kennedy oh, better. Yeah. Graceful. It's just Darling came into that side as a kid and just played non-stop. Hmm. He was never moved around and he hasn't been injured too often. I know he got injured in 2018, hmm. but he doesn't miss too many games of injury. Yeah. So I think that might just be enough for him to take that. And I'm looking at the numbers and... You know, I love my Sassamon. It, it's very easy for him to do it, and he doesn't really have to dominate the competition mm. to do it. And that's where I think, well, if you just keep playing consistently for three, four years even, you could overtake it, Josh, JK. He could quite easily, when JK retires, go to full forward and Oscar take over at centre forward. Yeah. And that could prolong things. And, yeah, you could be right there. Well, he's what, a great leader of the boy. Yeah. He leads at the boys, yeah. and he's a brilliant mark. Just I want to see him in the guts. Um, in the guts, yeah, but... I want to see him in the guts. Imagine if he has one breakout... Not breakout, yeah, it's not really the right term for him because he's been a star for a long time. Imagine if he has one great year where he's 60, 80 goals. Hmm. Just, just the one. Then all of a sudden, it's looking very close to him overtaking. Yeah. Um, Nick Natanui, let's get on to him. He's rated number rated the number one player in the competition. He ranks elite in contested possessions, clearances, ground ball gets... Hit-outs, hit-outs, advantages, score involvements and inside 50s. And he's above average in disposals, hit-outs, goal assists, tackles, inside 50 tackles, metres gained and pressure acts. And he's also the number one ruckman for, for contested possessions, clearances, centre bounce clearances, hit-outs to advantage. But he probably won't get in the Australian team. All-Australian. No. Depends what critic you talk to. He's you had talk, a better year than last year, you talk that's to, why. You talk to Jared Healy and he'd have him there in a heartbeat because he loves him. He's not a selector, but... No, but then you talk to other players. Like you can tell Rewalt's a selector, I think, and he can tell he's sort of half and half. They all love Max Gorn because he's in Melbourne. They're winning. They see him uh, every week. Yeah, and he takes marks and, and does everything else. And, and Darcy's the new... The new one that everyone's going on about, and I'm not having a go. Sean does. He's having a great year, but when you put those things in front of somebody, and he's only playing seventy percent of game time, that's the big. That's the biggest. The big me that's the big thing. If you broke it down to minutes on field, imagine it. But I'm just glad someone's noticing now because we've mm. actually talked about this several times, haven't we? About how he's flying under the radar, yeah. and mm. I touched on how media controls the narrative. How I'm saying his numbers are like a career best form. And yet, all you're hearing about is Gorn. Gorn's dropped off massively in the yeah. second half of the year. Yeah. I mean, Melbourne in general have only won two out of their last six games, which is unbelievable. Mm. They've dropped from first on the ladder two games clear to now third on the ladder. So their form's not great. But not only that... They're going to they're lose a number yeah, one in a fortnight's time. You, you compare the stats yeah. where Max Gorn excels as marks. 
But see, he's getting them a lot of them back, you know what I mean? And O'Brien from Adelaide, he's a very similar mould where he will take a lot of marks, but he's gone back loose back to be that intercept marker. Yeah. Um, that's what, obviously, with Lever and May down back, what Melbourne build their game style on. And to me, that's not enough. And the real sticking point to me is the narrative around it, especially early, was Gorn's just a lock, basically, this year because what you touched on, Melbourne's mm. had a great year. But the narrative was, oh, you don't need two rucks in the side. That's what I'm hearing a lot now. This wasn't a problem the last three years when they've done it, when they wanted to get Gorn and Grundy in there. So for the last three years, they've had two Ruckman. And I'm fine with Gorn and Nick Nat being in there, even if Nick Nat's on the bench, because there's no, you know, it's not a bad thing to be on the All-Australian bench. It just means you're mobile or they need you, you know. Um, so it was Grundy was on the bench, then Gorn was on the bench, and then when Nick Nat had a great year last year, Gorn was on the bench again. So they're more than happy to put two Ruckman in that side if they can get one of those Vic mm-hmm. players. I know they're not actually from, like, Gorn's South Australia, but, I mean, they play for the big Collingwood club. Mm. So as Grundy, far as I'm yeah. concerned, yeah. Uh, Grundy, South Australia. Grundy, sorry, yeah, yeah South Australia. Um, so that's that's a sticking point to me. If they only go for one this year and they overlook Nick Nat, I think it'll be a travesty, honestly. Mm. They'll probably be trying to fit all the midfielders in. As they um, always do. But, <laughs> yeah, let, let's see what happens. Um, um, I reckon he's had a better season, and uh, uh, he's the reason why you go watch football. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. He's one of the reasons I go watch the Eagles, and kids go there because of Nick Nat, and that's why they take up football. So uh, let's get into talking about the footy game. It's the final siren. Well, it was Dom Sheed killing off another coach's dream with a goal with two minutes left as the Saints were coming home fast. Eagles ended up winning 14 goals, 10-94 to St. Kilda, 13-8-86. He's got a habit of doing it, old Dommy, and uh, (laughs) sometimes the coaches, you're probably sitting there going... If it's a close game, can somebody make sure they don't keep uh, Dom Sheed goals on? He, he loves the elite, uh, elite moments, doesn't he? Because mm. obviously the grand finals are famous, uh, infamous. He's done it, obviously, on the weekend, yeah. kicked those two last quarter goals. Earlier in the year against Collingwood. Seems to always be Collingwood too. Remember, they are coming hard back in the third and he popped up in kicked three goals in something like three minutes and, you know, helped seal that game. But I think it could have even been last year or the year before, but I remember he did the same to Collingwood over there and they laughed because they joked that, oh, can he do it again from the same pocket kind of thing? Because it was another one. It wasn't like uh, to get in front. It was just to get that little bit of breathing space. And he did it then as well. So there's been that many times where he's just, when the game's been close or the game's there to be won, that he bobs up and does this. Yeah, well, he's had 32 possessions with seven clearances, three inside 50s and four rebound 50s. And I think we talked off off air and during the week, the last quarter was his one that won us a game. But in the second quarter, another midfielder was Tim Kelly, and he was uh, just as good as uh, Dom Sheed. He ended up with twenty six um, possessions. No, what? Yeah, twenty six possessions. Yeah. And I think he had ten clearances and seven inside fifties um, and a goal. So you know, Sheed was probably tagged in the first half. Then they went to Cali. So it's good that when one's getting done, the other one can step up when the other was, you know, getting challenged <coughs> and stuff like that. It's good to see. And those two guys, a lot of people have been bagging all year. Mm. But with those two guys doing what they do, they're keeping us in games. And we've won more with them guys playing good. Oh, they've carried the side without any doubt. Yeah. <coughs> you look at our four mid, main mid, midfielders for the year. 
um, she, Kelly, Gaff and Nick, without them, we'd been stuffed. Yep. And you look on the weekend, you know, Sheed's 32, Gaff's had 29, Kelly's had 26, Yo's had 24. Um, you know, again, you know, Yo's getting better every week. He's he's yeah he's, he's playing he, he is well, what they call him the barometer and he's, he's playing great every week he's, he's put some hardness better. back in that middle where some one thing I've known I don't know what you guys Monday thought in the weekend my my only my view is two things one we're we're running the we're trying to make the game go faster we're running the ball faster we're not so much you know kick and stop and mark and like yeah. we were and also our tackling pressure on the week is the best i've seen all year i've never seen us hold tackles so many times that we did on the weekend yeah because you and, some... and i've been very critical of that all year yeah, definitely and i think they've been trying to do it the last three weeks really and um i saw them doing it in the ruse game even though we didn't get the result mm. where they are trying to cut into the middle a lot more they are trying to run well they yeah. look a bit seen they look better when they go down the gut we do don't we and, um, and it looks brilliant it's funny but just before we move off Callie and Sheed. I, I'm honestly at the stage and I think that's their midfield now. Hmm. I think Yo will next year take back that number one mantle as our best midfielder. Um, I still love what he's doing now, but obviously coming back, and we talked heavily about this, about the Australian Pubis, you're not going to see the best of him this year. We'll see bursts of the best of him, but we won't see the best of him. So right now, as it stands, and it's amazing because you wouldn't have guessed this at the beginning of the year, hmm. maybe some diehards would have said maybe it'll be Kelly, but it is Dom Sheet and Kelly carrying his side. They have it all the first half of the year where we've always been to, and we've always been about seventh. That's mm-hmm. where we are. That's we're the seventh best team in the comp right now. And you can thank obviously you got stars Nick Nui, mm. but you can thank Dom and Kelly for carrying that midfield. Yeah. You really can. And I, I want to mention a guy that's not in our run sheet. He probably didn't get as many possessions as he'd like. You got eleven possessions, but for a second gamer in Connor West, yeah. when he gets a ball, he knows what he's gonna do with it. He's got so much poise. And he doesn't play like Penelbury, but he looks, you know, he gets a ball and he looks. And it's like, I've been watching him in the two games, and it's just a poise that he's got. There's something about him. And I reckon, I can't see them dropping him. If they dropped him, I'd be pissed off. If they I would be, him. yeah. Because he, he's playing on the outside wing, and but he's more inside ball. But he's playing an outside game because of our team balance. And... Just watching him on the weekend, I was just pretty impressed. He didn't get the ball as much as we'd probably like to, but with the 11 positions, they're all quality. Yeah. I think there's other players got to go out before him. So, you know, and it depends who comes back this week too, you know, who's, who's coming back. Who's, I, I can't foresee too many changes, to be honest. Nah. Um, well, they're saying Redden's a test. Petrucelli's a test. I'd err and caution with Petrucelli. He's had his hamstring three times yeah. this year. I'd prefer. I'll talk about who I'd bring in in bounce sound, but I'd, hopefully they don't rush him in. But then they're our small forward and position, they're, and they're flying this weekend too. They're, you know, they're, when yeah. I say flying, they're travelling. What, what, what's your views? I'm just going to bring this one up. What's your views on Langdon over the last few weeks? Well, I'll, I was actually going to leave it for bounce down because you just touched on then. Who would you bring in? I would have Petrosalli over Langdon. Langdon gives it a go, but Petrosalli's got that pace, doesn't he? Yeah. And surprisingly, he's ranked elite at kicking, and he's got a long kick on him. So it's Who's that? Petrosalli. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's say. goal kicking. Sorry, not, not kicking all around. I was going to say, because um, Langdon's kicking is his I, downfall. Yeah, mm. that's exactly right. And being that small foot, I love his endeavour. I like how he tackles, and mm. I like his engine, not so much pace, but he keeps running Langdon. But 
if it's say Petrosali can come in as that small forward, I think Petrosali offers more. If even though if, if it's not as consistent as say a Langdon, mm. I would have him in over Langdon. But, but, I'm actually liking Langdon's endeavour and his um, hunger. He goes ground too much. I was just about to say that's, goes, that's my biggest critical. You, critic you, you brought it up, and when I was at the ground on the weekend, I wasn't. I try and look at a few different players and just say to see what they look like. But every time I saw Langdon, he did some really good things. But then the next time he went for the ball, he'd go to ground. And I'm going, yeah. you to keep your feet. And if he gets that, and, and if he gets it part going, I reckon he's going to be good. But like, like you said, I think if we didn't have the injuries in there, I don't think he'd be getting a game. Mm. That's basically where I was getting to. But he's done the good things. He's got goals when we've needed them. Um, and at the moment, we've got a lot of uh, injuries with small forwards. Yeah, so we do Cameron out, mm. Jones is out, Rioli suspended, and he's got Ryan just went mm. down. You know, there's four. Petrosali's technically still on the injury list. There's five small forwards right there. Mm. Um, we've got to give a bit of credit to St Kilda. They set up really good in the back half, and Simo said, "Watch this team." They set up really good in the back half, and they did it all all, all game. They ran up the half back, and one player that probably stood out to me was Zach Jones. Mm, definitely. It, it looked like he had no one on him. And sometimes when he gets a ball, he's too far in defensive, so it doesn't hurt you as much. But he just ran all day, and um, you got to give credit to them. They, just, they didn't give up. They had a sniff. Yeah. Oh, no, they played brilliantly. And Brad Hill, that's probably his best game for the year. Really? Yeah, well, he had 26 possessions and he ran off a halfback and he wasn't playing wing. I was but he's been playing yeah. halfback all year. Yeah, has he? Yeah, and most um, of the year he's been playing half, He was playing half-back. on Cripps, and I, I'm not saying Cripps didn't do a bad job, but if I had to pick who had the better of the roles, I would have given it to Hill just because of his, his metres gains and the people that he was hitting up. But they found a way to get to goals and they went to Max King every time. My thing there was... Why didn't somebody fill the friggin' hole? Well, it's Harry Edwards' style, and he might be mimicking his game over Gov a little bit, and it's a lesson for him, really, isn't it? I mean, we're talking about a five-game player. He's under ten-game player. But I don't think he had a bad game. Well, that's the thing. Oh, well... He had 100% efficiency. Yeah, but he he leaked goals. Like, he kicked at least four of those goals was on him. And he didn't... Yeah, but he's a defender. And and there's certain times I 100% agree with Wayne with the statement you make, where your first job... Actually, no, I always agree with that. Your first job as a defender is to defend. Hmm. Now, I know different players play a different role, so that's where I disagree slightly. But when it's a key position player like, say, Harris, it is his job to defend. Now, the way he defended was to give him a metre or two, hmm. you know, to give him the run. And Max King being so tall on a good contested mark, like, well, he took advantage of that. He took eight contested marks, which is only the second most behind Wayne, Wayne Carey ever in a yeah. game. And King's not... King's going to be great, but King's not a star of the competition as we sit here right now. Hmm. I think he's the one of the most talented young forwards in the comp easily yeah, yeah. right now. But, uh, um, but it is a lesson for Harry, Harry Edwards. Put it this way, if we had... And Eric McKenzie from back in the day on him, or a Schofield. So we won't even talk about Barras because Barras sometimes likes to give a bit of space mm. too. I guarantee he would not have kicked six goals for the pure reason their whole game style was built on you don't give them an inch. That's right. Is it because our backmen try to take marks? 100%. Very much so, mate. 100%. Because he had 12 marks. Um, I think I 
I put a note. I think I put a note on in the, on the game day. Does anyone here ever punch the ball <laughs> when they're behind? Well, they, they tend to go for marks and obviously back them. But it's don't worry. It's not just us to do that. I'm noticing it's right through yeah. the AFL. Yeah, it's like. And Except McGovern is is quite a good destroyer of the ball, yeah. And Barras is a very good destroyer of the ball. I, I just they found... pick their moments. Those two yeah. you just mentioned, don't they? Yeah. They can read the play a bit better. Great readers that's of the what game. I'm saying because even Australian was down back and he had the same problem where he did go for a pack mark down back, and they joked that like, did he forget that he wasn't forward then because mm. he didn't punch? So these younger players like Australian, if he's back but I don't think we'll say that to her, and Harry Edwards, they need to learn to read the play a bit more. And as you said, spoil. Like, don't give him space. But I didn't think Harry Edwards tried to change his game because King was having a good one. Where, I usually I don't like this because you can get goals over the top, but he didn't stand in front of King mm. to stop King's runner. You know what I mean? He, he stayed behind him so he, he could try yeah, and take the mark. Yeah. No. So either you go side by side and you don't give him an inch, or, right, he's kicking goals on you. Maybe try something. Maybe play just slightly in front of him to stop his run. Hmm. But Harry has been a young kid where he'll learn these things. Didn't implicate that. And, um, and, like, as I said, you can't blame the kid. He's a learning kid. And great performance by King. Too. Nah, let's, stop it. Let's, not, no, let's not discredit King's game. No way. He kept yeah. them. To be honest, you used to talk he's about Jones best. and Hill. I he's didn't find them damaging. Yeah, I didn't find them damaging. I found Yo a lot more damaging. I found Gaff a lot more damaging. I found oh. Kelly a lot more damaging. And I found Sheed as my best oh. one. Way over Hill and over Jones. Oh, Jones got a bit more. No, it I'd say Jones, Jones, was, I Jones, oh, was, Jones, was, Jones was the instigator. I thought that, Jones that was the right instigator. He did. Him and Hill. I think... I'll go back to you on what you previously said I was on other, just sh- say on other shows. Smart ass thing, yeah. Harry Edwards. I don't give a shit if you played five games. You, nah, nah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but they put Gov onto um, King in the last quarter, right? They moved Harry Edwards onto uh, Memory first. They instead of going to King, they went to Memory. I did, that. and I went, you poor bastard. Yeah. And they they yeah. switched it back, and so maybe they had a bit of a role that they. Knew they could exploit Harry Edwards' inexperience. And look, like you said, you, you learn from those matches and mm. just got to give credit to St Kilda for fighting it out because yeah. we were 32 points up again at half-time yeah. and it was nearly going to be mm. deja vu. I did feel that was a little misleading, though, because for me it was almost goal for goal. So we got those quick couple of goals that put us the 32 points up. They answered almost straight away. Well, second, we didn't sit on 32 points, you I, know what I mean? So it always did feel like a good close game to watch. But I'm just curious on what you said. So get back to that. Jones, because I wanted to hear what yeah. you were saying. Which midfielders did you think before he performed better then? Because I know. Well, I, I just thought in the second half, he's the one that got him back into the game. He was by he far was, their best. He midfielder. was just running through the middle. There was no one on him. I just he, 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 he ran through both. the middle. He linked everything. Yeah. Oh, they, they oh, went, it had to be King. They went to oh, him yeah, through King, King him. King's going to get yeah. better. Yeah. But in the mids. And yeah, I mean, I thought King was best on ground. That's my yeah. opinion because we go. I'll go back to what you said during the year. Now, how do you when we JK was kicking five goals? What's the difference him getting best on ground and yeah. someone getting thirty two possessions? He was a difference, yeah. but he had Max three goals King. up to the last quarter, right? Mm. And it was his last quarter that nearly won him the game. So King, you have to give best on ground, but 
a full forward's only as good as a midfield getting the ball to him, mm. right? And the way that that ball was coming in, he, that was uh, that's how you want it coming in. Agree, no, but a lot of that. Yeah, but I watched in. that game again. A lot of those kicks went in high, contested, and he took yeah. him in contested Mate, mark. They were contested marks. I saw him so once. That's not great he was on Harry. Ed- he was on once on Harry Edwards and Oscar Allen, and he outmarked them both. Bang. Yeah. So uh, again, sorry, yeah. sorry. But, Don't get me wrong. Zach Jones, I think, was his best mid. Hmm. But out of the four mids, so Yo, Gaff, Gaff's are running, and Kelly and Sheed. Which one do you think he'll better than all of those four? No, well, I'm not no. saying he's better than all of those, but I just thought he was for St Kilda. Oh, he, was, he was the, he was the difference of them getting back. In. I, I kept I think I put it in the thing on that post. Who the hell's on Jones? Because he, he was just running wild through the middle on his own. There was no one on him. Yeah. He just ran. He was the link. They got it to him from half back. He ran through the middle and he kicked it long into the forward line. I think it could have actually been Sheed because they stopped paying Sheed attention mm. in the second half. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, that's yeah. why. Because they both just didn't yeah. give any Yeah, they both played their respect. own game. Mm. Yeah. Um, and as I said, I'm not discrediting Jones' game. Mm. He was their best. I was still usually the best, didn't do much. Bings didn't do much. Crouch had a horrible game. Yeah. So without a doubt, it was Jones in that midfield. Yeah. But yeah, I just found like... We touched on this when we were losing... It, you got to have your midfielders getting numbers. Hmm. And I know it's not all about stats, but they still need to get their hands on yeah. the ball. We're James had and them. We had three prime... No, four, sorry, because Gaff will count Gaff hmm. as the winner. Four prime midfielders, all plus 20. Hmm. And kicking, adding three goals on the board. To me, that's, that's brilliant. I don't think... Jones had the most metres gained on the ground, and Kelly was second. What's hmm. his disposal efficiency, if you don't mind me asking? His, his disposal efficiency... Uh, does eighty four percent? Well, that's yeah, that's pretty good. I was going to say if that's mm. low, you bomb. You can tell them. And then bombing it long. Yeah, yeah five inside fifties, five rebounds, seven score involvements, mm. and he, he was leading the way for St Kilda. So, but like you said, well, sorry, I put Wayne on the spot. What was your? Which one do you reckon better I, than our mids? Oh, I thought Sheed and Kelly were both better than Jones. But then you would have him against Yoey. I'd have him ahead of Yoey in that. Mm. I, I think I'll put him in the middle too, to be honest. And um, just, I just like I said, he was the one. He was the reason that Saint Kilda got yeah. back in the game. But I only think that in the second half. Yeah. I think he was good in the first half, but I thought Yo was a beast in the first half. He was yeah. an absolute beast in the middle. I'm liking Yoey's game. So uh, mm. Waterman's goal at the end was because of mm. Jones. What, Waterman got, terribly Waterman well. got a lot of flack, but he worked his friggin' ass off that mm. game. Mate. And and mm. people that sit there on TV and they go, Oh, Waterman, how can you game? When you're watching it live, it's totally different. He worked his ass off. He was doing dummy leads, he was taking people out of the contest all the time, and you know, he, he kicked one goal three. He's usually dead eye dick. Mate, one didn't make the distance. Yeah. You know? He could have had five, five. goals with 16 disposals. Yeah. He played brutally. He just oh. radar was slightly off. All of a sudden, we're looking at him at best on ground. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Well, so, it would have been, wouldn't mm, it? Mm. Um, Sliding doors, as they say. Yeah. All right, look, let's talk about the waffle wrap before we get into the bounce down. The game was played at the same time as AFL, so I don't think many people watched it unless you were a waffle head going on the game. We've talked about that. I hate how they do that sometimes. And yeah. unfortunately, the Eagles won another game. It's third in a row um, by two points. But the worrying sign there, two weeks in a row, they haven't scored in the last quarter. And they held on. Um, East Perth kicked uh, six, six or seven in the last quarter. But Jackson Nelson, he's not going to die wondering. He's going to keep mm. putting up good games. Yeah, so other players will be uh, present for selection would be Wivet and Foley. They're the two standouts. They had 26 possessions and 25 possessions each. The rest of the team, yeah, look, 
Bailey Williams is not getting enough time in the ruck. Um, mm. Vardy played really good, but three goals. He's had, he's had a good waffle season. He has, he's, he's played very well. Played in the really waffle. good, and from all reports, he um, yeah he used his body quite quite well. And um, but I'd love to see him give um, Williams more time in the ruck. Yeah, because he is the future. Um, and maybe because he had an injury riddled start of the season, he he just hasn't found his form. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, and Isaiah Winder, he had his second game back. He kicked a goal. So, but the rest of the Eagles listed players, Ainsworth, I just can't see him breaking back into the team. No, no. and we've actually got a lot of Brand is not playing in the guts, or Neil's not playing in the guts, which is my pet peeve. I hate these players being in such good waffle form mm. that they get selected for the AFL side, but when they're selected side, they're not playing the position yeah. that they played in well to. To get into the side, you know what I mean? Because yeah. Brand, uh, we touched on, had 19 disposals in the second half playing mid last couple of weeks. And O'Neill, we all know, he's mm. probably been our most consistent mid of the year. But they play in the guts and they come into the side and they don't play there. Um, but they're just way ahead of Ainsworth right now. And Westy, the mid-season draft, God, we love that kid. We don't even want him dropped from the AFL side. Mm. We love this kid. So it's amazing the differences between the two guys that we did pick up in the um, mid-season draft. West played two games in AFL now. In the waffle, he was most possessions in the four games he played there. But Will Collins, he's had two games because he's had a hamstring issues. Um, and yeah, I just can't see how he gets kept on the list. Who knows? Um, but if he doesn't, it's going to be the easiest seventy grand he's ever made. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, um, the Eagles play Perth, your your team, Wayne, this yep. weekend, back at Laugh Lane. Should so, be a win for the Eagles. <laughs> um, might try and get down there if the weather's fine. Yeah, um, Good luck on that one. I've got a few friends in higher places down there, so I'll try and get in the presidential room and stuff like that <laughs> and uh, see what I can do and see if I get kicked out of the Eagles' uh, yeah. rooms again. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. But from that game, we kind of uh, like undersell Nelson's performance. They're one thing he had a great game. His numbers, he had 32 disposals and kicked a goal. He kicked 1-1, one, one actually, so he had a chance of kicking two goals. Mm. So they've obviously played him in the mid, and he was best on ground. Hmm. Like the gap between him and the next best was vastly different, and we've used him as a tagger before. But it's like oof, we've got that many small defenders right now. Foley and Luke Edwards can go back as well. They played a lot back and they perform well back. Witherden, I love his kicking. Another small one that's not getting game is time to move Nelson out of the back line and just let's develop him. Let's give him a preseason. I'd love to let's see get him in insurance the mid. in the yeah. midfield from now on. I'd love to see him in the mid. I reckon he's those numbers. He not, breaks the lines. Not playing mid all year, mm. and I know it's at Waffle, but then just being thrown in there for your first game in the mid, and you being the most influential player on that ground in a win. That's unbelievable for me. It's either that or these trade currency like Brander is. Um, and the one player that I think that's probably sitting there saying, don't forget about me, you did drop me off the senior list, but I am the captain of the waffle. Mm-hmm. And as Brayshaw has been yeah. in the best players nearly all year. Yeah, he's been playing well. But um, No question. Yeah, you never know. Maybe he's been romantic or I'm being a romantic. I think so. I up. love him yeah. as the waffle captain, but, um, but I wouldn't have him back. No, him. I think he's I, lacking a bit of pace. Yeah. Let's get on to... Uh, the game against the Magpies. It's bounce down. Bounce down. Uh, Eagles versus Magpies at the MCG uh, this Saturday, not Sunday, at two fifteen PM to an empty crowd. Will it make a difference, boys? 
Oh, well, yeah, the crowd does make a difference. Mm. I don't exactly know why, but it always does. It gives them that extra lift. Who's going to be an advantage to us or them? Oh, it's mm. not an advantage. I'll say it's a disadvantage to Colin. All right, cool. Um, look, the last few times they've uh, played, uh, it's back and forward. Eagles by 27 uh, earlier on in the year at uh, Optus, but last year... Uh, Magpies by a point, and then earlier on in the year we beat them by 11 goals, and the year before that was one point again for them, and we beat them by 22 at MCG, which is the last time we played them in round three, 2019. So it's good to play them over that on their um, deck, but they aren't going to be full strength because uh, Scott Pendlebury's broken his leg. Was it broken? Was it uh, fractured in a tibia, I think. All yeah. right, so he's out for the rest of the year. Yeah. But they've got uh, Thomas could come back in from the concussion. Uh, Hoskinella, he could probably come back in. And Howell's the big one that's probably going to come back in this week. Mm. So, But he is a test. Um, Dacos is out for four weeks with uh, Finger. Darcy Moore's out and Callum Brown's out. So they're the players out for Eagles. Um, Zane True, he's probably another week with his hammy. Jack Redden's a test. Petricelli's a test. Shuey's still a week away. Brass is a week away. James is probably... You'd probably say the season now. Yeah, three weeks would be hard for him to get back in the side. Archie's the season. And Rioli did his hammy, apparently, at training. Yeah. So Very low grade, I've heard, too. So. Yep. Yeah, so, crossed. fingers crossed. Who knows? He could be the difference. Um, so, what do you got, Liam Ryan, at? How many weeks? I got him at two, three. they said, today. Two. Yeah, I heard three. They said, yeah, two, they said it was low grade. Mm. Um, but, yeah, you always, with a hammy, you base, yeah. say, 21 days. If it's low grade, um, I know that myself because I just did mine two weeks ago and it's still sore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, two months. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> give me two years. Uh, look, uh, Collingwood, they're not at full strength, but nor are we. But they've got some good players in their team. Chris, Grundy, Maynard, Sidebottom, Digoey. Taylor Adams, he's a brilliant player. I love the way he plays. Roughhead, Elliot, Majacek, and even Mason Cox. He's causes a few headaches. Yeah. I mean, Collingwood always... And I think all teams have seen this. They, they start well early, and they look a million dollars in the first 15 minutes. But they tend to... I don't know. They tend to sort of come back a bit. But they do bounce off their half-pack line a lot. They rely on Maynard, Crisp, all those guys back there to come in and, and really make them attack. To go, he's playing through the middle now. I still don't rate him, but he's getting 25, 30 possessions a game at the moment for the last four or five games. So he can be damaging. Oh, they'll fancy themselves against us. Oh, for sure. The yeah, way they yeah. play the game and all that. But um, you just said they get off to good starts. The last few weeks has actually been the opposite. Mm. They're playing really good in the last quarter, coming home with wet sails. But I don't know if that's other teams taking their foot off the pedal. Hmm. Um, but look, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to play at our best. You can't take them lightly, no, even though no. they're sitting third, last <laughs> on the ladder. But if they do lose, um, they're going to be re- probably regretting. They're talking about the players that they lost last year. They gave their first round draft pick to GWS, yeah, so they could bank points for Dacos, hmm. and they could easily finish bottom of the ladder, and they won't have first round draft pick. And then they'll have to use all their draft picks to get the player that they could have got yeah, for nothing. They're basically saying they're going to go in deficit next year's draft. They're going to have to. And they're just... They're, I've never seen a team that's in a rebuild mode that's in such a bad position 
to rebuild. Yeah. You know, like, they, yeah. they, they're not going to get good picks. Next year, they'll go in deficit, so next year they'll get good picks because they'll finish low, but they're not going to be as good as they should. No. So it'll be the year after before they can really sink their teeth into the draft. Well, the only way they can get back into the draft is draft a few players like Side Bottom or Maynard, because there's a lot of rumours that Maynard's mm. Carlton bound. Um, or you just say, let's bite, up, bite the bullet and... See what they can get for Dugowie. No, mm. so, yeah, well, someone's gone. So, like, the rumour is they're still over the salary cap. Yeah, yeah, they are. yeah, they've got to cut. So they, they have to cut someone. And they they're, still paying, some major, they're still paying half of Trelaws. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, and, you, so. and you, you look, it's a shame, because my family, as you know, they're all Collingwood supporters. Ooh. Yes. Not they listen to this, but they... But you look who they've missed, and they're, as supporters, they're spewing, because Stephen's playing great footy now at North Melbourne. Before Trelaw got injured, he was playing really good footy, and Phillips is playing really good footy uh, yeah, at, down at Hawthorne. So, yeah. and and the, you don't, I'd love to have a guy like Phillips in our team. He's a oh. real dead set, just dead no set nonsense. Goer. Just does yeah. his job. Oh. Yeah, look, it's going to be an interesting game. The Eagles, um, like we said in uh, Final Siren, they they tinkered with their game plan a bit. They're trying to go through the guts a bit more. They're getting probably getting scored on the rebound a bit too easily through the guts. So they've got to close that part of the game down. But, um, look, yeah, uh, out of the... We said who might come in. Redden's probably the only one that could come back in. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind seeing Isaiah Winder have a little shot in the forward pocket um, if he's fit enough to play. Who's, I don't know what his match conditioning who is. Who was the emergency last? Oh, Brando. Brando. See, someone's got to come in for Liam Ryan yeah. for straight yeah. away. And um, does Brando become a sub again? I don't know. After watching him on the weekend, I probably would have dropped him. But you got to persist with him. Um, maybe O'Neill's probably going to... I hope they persist with him and keep him in the team. Well, I want him in the team, but it is a case of if you're playing them out of position... Well, they, they, they are gone. But the thing yeah. that worries me about the game is two things. First of all, it's away games mm. that basically our form away hasn't been great. I think we're, what, three and five or something. So one, three, lost five maybe. I could mm. be wrong. But we've won three. And the second thing is this year between the best team and the worst team, the gap is the shortest I think it's ever been. In my opinion, don't get me wrong. Like the best teams are still the best teams. What do you mean by games one? No, I just mean in general. Like forget games one because Ruse at the bottom. Like, they've pushed many sides. You got the Hawks who drew with Melbourne, who at that stage was mm. top of the ladder. Um, Cullen, who they rave about, like oh yeah, up and we're improving, blah blah blah. They wanted to play finals this year. Ruse beat them, you know. And you look, and if you. Want any evidence of? Look at all the teams pushing for the eighth position now on the ladder. Mm. You got GWS, you got Essendon, you got Richmond. You've still got Fremantle in there. Where you kind of took the wind out of Saints sales, but you had Saints going in there. You could go all the way down to Adelaide to get an eight. Adelaide burst off yeah. the box. You know Adelaide's I mean? beat Melbourne. Yeah. Adelaide's beat Geelong. You know, this year I've never seen a year. It's not even. That's not what I'm saying. Mm. But the gap between the teams, best teams and the worst teams especially on individual days, isn't as large as I've seen before. Mm. You've had teams where last year the question was, would Adelaide win a game? You're not hearing those questions this year at all. You know what I mean? So you've got your yeah, top-tier players, teams like Richmond, you know, they're not questions. Then you've got teams like, oh, will Adelaide win a game? Ruse need to rebuild from, like, absolute scratch. They're going to have dire years for past. But if you're a Roosevelt, I think they'll be buoyant this year. Mm. You know, uh, Hawks, you know, everyone tipped for bottom four because, you know, this... Basically, they saw it coming um, 
outside spectators, they're having games where they're playing good footy. Yeah. You know, they really are. Like, mm, yeah. So it's just, it's a very funny year. It's going to go down to the wire. Yeah. And that worries me with this game. Because are we a better team than Collingwood? Without a doubt, we are a better team than Collingwood. But they the ladder t- position shows... But that's not guaranteeing us no, a win. No. Like, by, not at all. They would no. be very confident, as you was said. They'd be very yeah. confident going into this game because we're in Melbourne. Uh, the only thing, maybe Bunga's 300, and then Chet did say they love lifting for these type of games, so let's hope they do. They love lifting, but we've only won one out of four this year. Mm. Uh, so. <laughs> no, we won Bunga's on the weekend, 250, because I thought the same. We just McGovern, so bad. Yeah, yeah, sorry, McGovern's 150. Week before that, it was Nick Nat's 200. 200, yeah. So we've got a bad record for these milestone games, but last two we've won, so it's like, hopefully we turn that corner. Well, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully it's three in a row. So, all right, winner and margin. Oh, I'm only going to go by with us because it pisses my family off. Um, uh, I'm going to go by 15 points, oh, and I hope so. I think it's going to be a good win. It's not going to be a percentage boost. I'm going to go 32 points. Well, Eagles need a percentage booster. If they want to get any higher than six, they have to win by at least 70 points. I'm going to the Eagles by a mere kick. I love the optimism, it's but I mean... It's going to be me a kick. One, seven points. A kick in a bit. Seven points. To yeah. save our percentage, though, was uh, we're going to have to win by 200 points. Our percentage <laughs> is shot. I, yeah. I just yeah. want wins, and I think this this win will block us in top eight. Yeah. I don't know mathematically, but I'm pretty sure if we win this one, it'll, it'll be just about very, quite. very yeah. hard to knock us yeah. out now. All right. I don't know if there's a tinfoil hat moment. Oh, I like it. Yeah, Crickle Crickle, I'll lend you mine. Love. But have you got one? Yeah, I'll keep in my pocket, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you'd noticed, but the last round of the year, round 23, six of the top eight teams play each other. Mm. And they could easily play each other in the first week of finals. Mm. So it's going to be interesting if that happens. Um, I don't think it's ever been done before, but you'd probably be sitting there going, do you lose the last game and win the final or mm. whatever? Because it's going to be different. Who's our last game? So our, we're going against Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane. Brisbane. So yeah. the, we won't be playing. There. So we got Brisbane at the Gabba, mm. or well, actually, it might not be at the Gabba yet. Could be at Metricon. Um, who was the other two? Um, Port Adelaide play the Bulldogs, and what was the other one? And Geelong play Melbourne. Mm. Yeah. So they're the three teams, and that we could, depending on ladder positions, all be playing each other again the next week. So it'd be interesting if the Eagles do say they play against Brisbane and we're playing Brisbane, do they come back? Not, not a tinfoil hat moment, but more under the pump. But it's not that big one, so we don't have the intro to it. But how, in 2021, have we still never played Brisbane Lions at Optus Stadium? Am I correct in saying that? Yep. I cannot recall ever playing mm. Brisbane Lions at Optus Stadium. <clears throat> it's now 20 bloody 21, and they're still having us play them at the Gabba. Yeah. Three it's years. Unbelievable. Yep. Well, yeah, that's um, it's an interesting stat. Well, but... this, no, this will be fourth year. I know there's been COVID fourth year in a row because mm. eighteen you count. Oh yeah, sorry. So yeah. how can you go four seasons without having a home game against Brisbane? That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. And um, like I said, it's the teams you play twice as well. You know what I mean? We never play them twice. We only play them once. I will yeah. put the tinfoil hat on because this comment's ridiculous. AFL's just trying to pump those clubs up. You know what I mean? They want Gold Coast. They know want Brisbane to be these great clubs because Queensland, especially Gold Coast, isn't a great sporting place to be. Even rugby tends to struggle up there a lot of the time. So it's just like, right, we won't make them go to Perth because that's a horrible trip for them. Mm. So they just never do it. Yeah. 
Alright, um, hope you've enjoyed the show, guys, this week. It's been the longest show, the longer format. Um, if you've got any questions, send them to our Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter. Um, you can download the shows from there, or you can just get on any podcast platform. You'll probably get your favourites. So they're on, it's on a multitude of ones. So hopefully join in to us next week, and hopefully it's uh, three wins in a row for the Eagles. And, you know, um, you never know where we go with the finals. Could be played in WA, but... Being an opposite, I don't see it's going to happen. No. Fingers crossed. Imagine if we happens. go undefeated now and then the hub's in, in Perth. <laughs> and teams wouldn't be happy, would they? No. They would be so nervous. And have an asterisk under it. <laughs> like, we're still not going to make top four, but an informed team getting home finals. Yep. God, it sounds like a victory, like a dream for us, but a big yeah. reality, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, guys, join us next week. Go Eagles. All right, fingers Bye. crossed. <laughs>